All right, what is going on, y'all? It is your man, Gerard Kenner. Thank you so much for checking out my podcast, The Supposed to Be Different Podcast. This is episode 24. And uh, this episode is going to be called Apply What You've Learned. Okay? So, for the most part, and forgive me, guys, because I'm in a new setup. Um, a lot of things have changed. I'm not in my old apartment. I actually moved into a different apartment. I have my own place. Praise God. But I still got to set up things a certain way. So, it may sound a tad bit different um, in this podcast versus my other podcast. Okay? Um, a lot of things uh, changed. New job. Um, new church. I'm. I'm. Uh, I left my. Uh, I left. Uh, uh, Christian House of Prayer. I was there for pretty much like five and a half to six whole years. So I actually more like five years, I think. But in any case, yeah, I uh, moved to a different, uh, just to a different place uh, in, in Texas, period. Uh, I actually joined a new church. It's called The Well Experience, and uh, it's pretty dope. Um, I'm under the uh, leadership of Apostle uh, Marcus McIntyre, so that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, and I'm on, on the praise team and all this like fun stuff or whatever. Now things have changed. A lot of things, for the most part, more so location. But something somebody has said before is, you can take somebody out the hood, but you can't take the hood out of that person. So that those things have to get worked out of somebody, right? So, which goes into what I was going to talk about today concerning apply what you've learned, okay? Um, <clears throat> I wrote a song uh, in 2017, and I'm going to play the song um, at the end of this podcast. You may be listening to the beat right around this point. I'm not sure. As uh, far as editing is concerned, you may hear the beat, but you're going to hear the song uh, in its entirety at the end of this podcast. And so the song is called No More L's. And in this case, we don't want L's as in losses. But as you, you hear some people say, well, you didn't take an L. You didn't take a loss. You learned something. But what if you keep taking L's? Then the thing is that apparently you're not applying what you've learned from your past experiences. So um, the truth said this before. He said, uh, they said experience is the greatest teacher. Actually, let me see if I can pull that up. I'm gonna pull up his lyrics. Okay, the song's called No Regrets by the Truth. That's right. And this verse says, they say experience is the best teacher. That's what they teach us in school. I say experience is the teacher of fools. Cause of what so we run into a brick wall it's only because of our thick skulls and not because he didn't leave us a note let's go that was one of one of I think that was I forgot which album that was, but when I first re rededicated my life back to God, I initially started listening to the truth. I was like, yo, this cat, I actually met him once. He probably will never remember me because he met so many people. But 
in any case i want to go into this um verse here and there's a couple other verses that um i would like to uh touch on as well that correlates with this in the title of this episode it says apply and it's in the book of proverbs where king uh, solomon and lamuel was uh basically reminiscing on conversations with their parents or it, it may be the same person samuel was made his nickname was perhaps lamuel right solomon right so in any case uh, Proverbs 23 verse 12 says, and we're going to read in the English standard version. There's a couple other versions, but it says, apply your heart to instruction and your ear to words of knowledge. Now, in the book of Proverbs, and I'm talking to, in this whole podcast, I'm just not going to be ministering to you guys or talking to you guys or chopping it up. This is for my benefit as well. Because there's things that I'm like, I'm examining myself about when I'm talking. I'm like, okay, I need to do this. I need to check myself. If nobody else checks me, I need to check myself. So this is so even in my music, my music that I did, I did the same thing. My music wasn't just for other people. My music was for myself as well to encourage myself, just like David did. David had to encourage himself in the Lord. The same thing still applies even with this podcast. So it's just not for your benefit and for your growth. It's for mine to check myself as well. So um, there's another verse that correlates with this, and it's Proverbs 23 verse 19 it says hear thou my son and be wise and guide thine ear and uh and guide thy and guide thine heart in the way another one says of proverbs chapter 2 verse 2 through 6 it says so that thou incline thy ear unto wisdom and thine heart to understanding verse uh i mean chapter 5 verse 1 and 2 says my son attend to my wisdom and bow thine ear to my understanding so they, it's a few few times where they, he says, please listen to what I'm saying and be attentive to it because I want you to apply this to your life, right? And then we all know the, the famous verses in, uh, in Proverbs chapter 3, verse uh, 5 through like 8. Uh, chapter, yeah, chapter 3, verse 5 through 8. It says, uh, Trust in the Lord with all of thy heart, and lean not to thy own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Right? And then it starts talking about how God's words and wisdom is like food to us and like marrow to our bones. It, it, it keeps us healthy. Right? And so, essentially, that's really what I want to talk about. And um, I have a friend, and... Uh, a few times we were just like just we would talk in general or we would talk about things that are serious and i would and we would talk about little things here and there and i and one of the key things that i would keep saying is that if we don't apply what we've learned then essentially we are wasting time in in one perspective it's like we're wasting time getting to know each other we're wasting time and learning about each other because in learning you're going to apply what you learned Right? You're not gonna just keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over and repetitive and just go through the same thing. Um, in a previous relationship, that's something that I dealt with, right? For some reason, that last relationship just woke me up to a whole bunch of stuff. There's like some stuff I was like, okay, I knew. There's some other stuff I was like, hold up. Okay, this is insane. I have to apply what I learned. Um, in a recent post on my supposed to be different uh ig that i just i took a break that's a that's another thing guys i took a break from social media for about like close to it like a month uh aside from like getting on youtube and listening to sermons and stuff like that but just like my personal and ig like my personal ig is still off i don't think i will ever get back on it just i'm just like i just want to focus on my music 
and just doing this podcast. Um, as far as the Spanish is concerned, I may or may continue to do that because some people ain't serious and I don't like having my time wasted. But I digress because I was going on a tangent. But something that I would tell her is that, look, like, if we don't apply what we've learned, then we're wasting our time. And that's something that I experienced in a pre, especially in a previous relationship. And it made me think about my marriage and all this other stuff. And I was like, dang. And I, I, and I was just like, with, with my ex-girlfriend from before, she would say, yo, yeah, you know, I was wrong about that. I should have did that. Yeah, I knew I was supposed to do it, but you chose not to. So you... You know, like you knew you were wrong about something, but you still chose to do it. So it's like, yo, that's mind boggling. And don't get me wrong. You can apologize. And I don't, with her, there was never an apology. Not that I can recall. She never actually said, you know what? I'm sorry about that. She may say I was wrong, but she never said, you know what, Dry? I'm sorry. Or I apologize for my actions. Never apologized. So I thought that was important because I was like, man, okay. So, but. But the, the young lady just kept doing what she wanted to do. And I, I would, and I was like, man, we're learning things about each other. But like, we're still going through the same thing over and over again, over and over again. It's like, we should be progressing forward. But the same thing applies with our relationship with God. The same thing applies with God's relationship with our ancestors, the Israelites. The same thing still applies. God God will still, he will continue to teach them and talk to them and teach them and talk to them and chastise them and correct them and kill some of them because that actually happened during the Old Testament. And it was like, you would think that they would learn from their mistakes, but they kept doing the same repetitive thing. Now, don't get me wrong. We're in the dispensation of grace, praise God. Um... Paul talks about that, but he, in his case, he's like, yo, I don't, this, this dispensation is not for, it's not giving you the legality to just sin intentionally, especially like, there's this type of gospel that's, that's coming out now, or it's been out for a while, because I dated an ex-girlfriend that was like this, and it was pretty much like, I don't have to repent. I was like, what? You, you don't have to, what? But you have some people that think like that, like, well, you know, God gave me grace. I'm straight. I don't have to repent. It was like, so, but so you're just going to just keep intentionally sinning. Like, and like I plan on doing this. Now, even if you don't plan it, still repent. But you got some people that have the intentions on sinning and they're saved and they're just like, I don't have to repent. So it's like, whoa, okay, you're going to be in for whole wide awakening when you go and see God face to face but anyways I digress we have to learn from our mistakes and that's what the truth was saying in that song no regrets it's it's an interesting song and why he would call it no regrets but he was like when he said experience is the teacher of fools because we are fools if you think about it, in comparison to God, we are fools. In comparison to God, none is righteous, right? Even though he calls us righteous, in reality, our righteousness are as filthy rags. Those filthy rags, in case people didn't really understand that, is actually equivalent to um, a woman being on her menstrual cycle in the pad or the tampon that she may have. Our righteousness is equivalent to that. That's what Paul actually meant. So it's pretty graphic in reference to how our righteousness is in reference to God. But nonetheless, we're still supposed to be pushing forward, moving forward in our growth with God. 
Um, even Paul was talking about it in the scriptures where he's like, I want you to get off the baby's milk and get on to this meat here. We're, su we're supposed to be growing, but uh, a lot of the times we don't grow. Now, in this case, it, we tend to hark on sex and that's okay. We get that. Um, yeah, <laughs> I could talk about that all day. But what about like the way you talk to somebody? What about your actions? What about your bad decision making in any aspect? Not just relational things, but just period, right? What if you're, you're still on this baby's milk when you need to be growing and progressing forward? Even in your way of thinking, even, even in your way of thinking about yourself and how you view yourself. Excuse me. God wants us to see ourselves in the same light that he sees us, right? It says that he speaks those things that are not as though they are. Not saying that he's lying, but he sees the end of the beginning. There's an anime, uh, I forgot, it's called Hitman Reborn. And there was an antagonist where he had the poss he had the ability, not possibility. He had the ability to look at alternate timelines. He was able to look at alternate timelines, and so he was able. It was crazy. He could see. Um, it's even like that in the, uh, with the with the Marvel movie, in the end, end game. Like uh, Doctor Strange was saw all these different alternate timelines. It was like there's only one timeline where we actually win. Now, now Hollywood or whatever or the industry, uh, from a spiritual perspective, they're actually big into the occult and stuff like that. But in the same breath, they kind of like sh share different things. So I would argue and say that. The occult, they know enough about God, but they still choose to serve Satan because they think that Satan is their Elohim. Meanwhile, it's actually Yahweh or Yahweh who is actually the true, the one and true Elohim. Anyways, sad that to say is that they made a character who was able to see every timeline. Now, what you have to do is look in the scripture and pay attention to what's actually transpired whenever God will give somebody warning. That's when you were, and for me personally, that 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 clicked with me years back. I'm like, yo, I think God has the possibility to see alternate endings, and that's why it says in Jeremiah 20:11 that I have. Actually, let me go to that real quick. So this is the King James version with a apocrypha, and it says, "For I know the thoughts that I think towards you," says the Lord. Thoughts of peace is actually Yahweh, but thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. He has an expected end for us. Now, you have to go through scripture and you'll see different times when God will put somebody in position, he will give them warning. The first person that he did that with was with Adam. Think about it, read back. He said, basically all the trees, and I believe this is in first, uh, the first chapter or the second chapter, I, I gotta go to it. But he said, all these plants you could eat except for the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He said, the day that you eat it will be the day that you die. So basically, he had gave him warning because God already saw an ending where this would happen. And so he gave him warning to prevent that from happening. Right? The same thing applies, and people don't catch this, when um, Israel left Egypt and were going towards the promised land. He said, man, and I'm writing this in my book, but it's in the book of Deuteronomy, I believe. Or maybe in Exodus, but I want to say Deuteronomy, and it may be chapter 22. I have to go and check. But God was telling Israel the guideline for what type of king they're supposed to have. Don't have any foreign wives. 
especially because those foreign wives will still basically steer the man's heart away from Yahweh, away from Yahweh, away from our Elohim, our true Elohim, away from our God. And we see that that's what transpired with Solomon. That's what transpired with um, uh, Ahab. Well, he was already evil. That, that's what transpired with a few of our ancestors as far as kings are concerned. They married many wives that were foreign, foreign to the land, to the state of Israel, and their hearts were turned away from God. God saw things way out and said, hey, don't do this. You can't say that I didn't tell you not to do this because I told you not to do this. Even with Saul. With King Saul, the first king, he said, if you abide by my statutes and my commandments, then the kingdom should constantly be like it will, it will always stay within the tribe of Benjamin. Basically, the, the Messiah would have came from the tribe of Benjamin. That's what God told Saul. And he even gave Saul grace. And he was like, oh, no, okay, well, I'm going to go to David. But even then, he told David certain things, too. So it was, it's crazy. But God sees the end in the very beginning, right? And so he's going to always give us warning. But then even in our um, warnings, well, even after that, even after we do something wrong, he's going to correct us, right? And in, um, let's go to that real quick. Well, first off, talks about love. And God loves us, but he wants us to love him. He wants us to understand and know what his true love language is. And God's true love language <laughs> is obedience. Ow. Even like I'm feeling that. God's true love language is obedience. If you obey him, that means you love him. Oh. If you obey him, that means you love him. But even when you're in disobedience, he's going to still love you. And by loving you, he's going to correct you. Um, uh, the book of John, chapter 21, uh, verse 15 through 25. We're going to stop at verse 17. This is an amplified version. So when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these others do with total commitment and devotion? He said to him, yes, Lord. You know that I love you with a deep personal affection as for a close friend. Jesus said to him, feed my lambs. Again, he said to him a second time, son, uh, Simon, son of John, do you love me with total commitment and devotion? He said to him, yes, Lord. You know that I love you with deep personal affection as for a close friend. Jesus said to him, shepherd my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, or Barjona, Simon Barjona, right? Do you love me with a deep personal affection for me as for a close friend? Peter was grieved. I'm trying not to cry reading this uh, because uh, my, my apostle was talking about this this past Sunday. Peter was grieved that he had asked him the third time. Oh, man, I'm trying not to cry. Wow. Do you really love me with a deep personal affection as for a close friend and he said to him lord you know everything you know that i love you with a deep personal affection as for a close friend jesus said to him feed my sheep those were commands he said basically if you love me you're going to do what i command you to do this is in reference to god 
Now, there's a scripture that actually says that we are to love our neighbors as ourselves, but the, the first commandment is to love God with all of your heart. Uh, if we go to Mark chapter 12, verse 30, it says, um, Love the Lord your God with all of your, and I'm going to read from the, uh, let's go to the Berean Study Bible. Love the Lord your God, or love Yahweh, your Elohim, with all of your heart and all of your soul and all of your mind and with all of your strength. Verse 31. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. Right? Now, um, we understand it's basically like love with the love of the Lord, give people grace, forgive them, all that's good stuff. Do right, do your best to do right by people. But in reference to marriage, y'all know I've, I've talked about this before. Um, in, in Ephesians chapter 5, the first verse in the Amplified Version, it says, Therefore, become imitators of God, copy him and follow his example. As well, beloved children, imitate their father and walk continually in love that is value one another. Practice empathy and compassion, unselfishly seeking the best for others, just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us an offering to, and sacrifice to God slain for you so that it became a sweet fragrance but but sexual immorality and all moral impurity indecency indecent offensive behavior or greed must not be even hinted among you uh, as it as is proper among saints basically watch the way you talk watch the way you carry yourself right and then it goes we go when we like go all the way down to like 23 24 25 and the rest of that chapter we understand that god is instructing both husbands and wives to essentially imitate god to their spouse okay so even in that now we're being taught these things now it's time to be tested in those things let's start here and we'll start with this we'll start with a verse um Actually, yeah, we'll read the whole verse. So chapter uh, ver, uh, James chapter 1, verse 1. Uh, James, a bond servant, uh, servant and it's is, is actually not the book of James. It was actually a different guy's name. I forgot the guy's name. But the book of James is not called the book of James. They called the book of James that because of somebody that translated this or something weird like that. That bothered my soul. But in any case, James, a bond servant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve Hebrew tribes scattered abroad, the Gentiles in dispersion, greetings, rejoice. Verse 2, consider it nothing but joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you fall into various trials. Be assured that the testing of your faith through experience produces enhanced leading to um produces endurance excuse me produces endurance leading to spiritual maturity and inner peace and let endurance have its perfect uh have its perfect result and do a thorough a thorough work so that you may be perfect and completely de uh developed in your faith lacking in nothing if any of you lacks wisdom to guide him through a decision or circumstance he is to ask of our uh, benevolent god or yahuwah or Elohim, who gives to everyone generously and without rebuke or blame, it will be given to him. But he must ask for wisdom and faith without doubting. God's willingness to help for the one who doubts is like a billowing surge of the sea that is blown about and tossed by the wind. 
For such a person ought not to think or expect that he will receive anything at all from the Lord, being a double-minded man, unstable and restless in all of his ways and everything he thinks, feels, or decides. Let the brother in humble circumstances glory in his high position as a born-again believer, called to the excuse me, called to the true riches and to be an heir of God. And the rich man is to glory in being humble by trials revealing human frailty. Trials revealing human frailty. So when we find ourselves like pretty much like I'm in a position to sin, this is revealing our human frailty. We're that frail. So we need to count our joy that we're, we, we can be able to depend on God for wisdom and pass the test. Because we've been taught things. Now, even if you don't don't pass the test, you just gain experience. You didn't learn from the scriptures. You didn't learn, uh, or or you did learn, but you didn't apply what you learned from the scriptures. You didn't apply from your own mistakes. You didn't apply from what you learned from other people's mistakes. God's going to give you grace to learn from all that all over again, and to, and then this time to reapply it. This test, this same test, reapply. Will you pass the test this time or will you continuously fail? Because at the, at the end of the day, you have to take responsibility for your own actions. If you're failing the test, you can't blame, you cannot, I mean you can, but that's passing the buck. You cannot blame somebody for what you chose to do on your own or even what you allowed. That's still a decision. You chose to let it happen. Just like if we can choose to do something in the same breath, we can choose to let something like if we let it happen, if we don't fight it, if we don't say stop. Now you got some people that force themselves on you. That's a different thing. That, that's like, that's pretty much rape. Like, no, no, no. Right? But I'm saying that if you're allowing it to happen, then you made the choice. And I know that's going to like make some people feel some type of way. But I'm saying outside of rape or murder or something like, like nobody wants to get raped. Nobody wants to get murdered. You know what I'm saying? Things that you can actually control. Right? Like actually like physically for the most part can control. But in any case, uh, let's skip. Because it starts. Uh, let's go to verse uh, 2. Uh, verse 12. Blessed, happy, spiritually prosperous, favored by God is the man who was steadfast under trial and uh, perseveres when tempted. So basically, you're going to be blessed when you fight against it. Right? When you fight against it. When tempted. For when he has passed the test and been approved, he will receive the victor's crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For temptation does not originate from God, but from our own flaws. That means the things that are wrong with us, the things that we turn from or fight from or flee from are the things that are going to come back and tempt us. For God cannot be tempted by what is evil and he himself tempts no one, but each one is tempted when he is dragged away, enticed and baited to commit sin by his own worldly desire, lust, passion. Then when the illicit desire has uh, conceived, it births to sin. And when sin has run its course, it gives birth to death. Do not, me, do not be misled, my beloved brothers and sisters. Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above. It comes from the Father, comes down from the Father of lights, the creator and sustainer of heaven, of the heavens, in whom which there is no variation, nor rising, nor setting, or shadow cast by his turning, for he is perfect and never changes. Anyways, the key thing he was saying is that. 
flee from the sin, but that same thing is going to chase you down. What will you do? Will you turn around and give into it? Continuously give into it? Will you repent for it? What you going to do, Doc? What are you going to do? But even when you err, God will actually correct you. In Hebrew chapter, uh, chapter 12, verse 6, it says, For the Lord, uh, and we're going to read from the Berean Study Bible, For the Lord disciplines the one he loves, and he chastises every son he receives. And let's go back. Let's backtrack a to another verse. Verse 5, it says, have, mm, And have you forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons? My son, do not take lightly the discipline of the Lord and do not lose heart when he rebukes you. So when he rebukes you, when he corrects you, don't be like Cain and just commit more sin. Be, you know, for the most part, like when, when, uh, yeah, he basically, essentially, God, even when God corrected, like, Mo, like everybody, jeez. <laughs> God corrected. Let's use David. I love David. God corrected David. David was like, you know what? Yep, you're right. I messed up. Let me fix this real quick. Let me correct this thing. Right? So he disciplines those whom he loves. And it also says in the next verse, in verse 7, it says, Endure suffering as discipline. God is treating you as sons. For what son is not disciplined by his father? Verse 8, if you do not experience discipline like everyone else, then you are you are illegitimate children and not true sons. So basically, if you don't endure the discipline, if you don't take a hold of the discipline, then you're an illegitimate child. Essentially, it's almost saying you're a bastard. You have no father because you're choosing not to take hold of the uh, the chastisement, the, correct, the, uh, the correction that God gives you. Furthermore, verse 9, furthermore, we all have earthly fathers who disciplined us and we respected them. Should we not much more submit to the father of our spirits and live? Verse 10, our fathers disciplined us for a short time as they thought best, but God disciplines us for our good so that we may share in his holiness. Are you going to apply what you've learned? No discipline seems enjoyable at the time, but painful. Later on, it yields a peaceful harvest of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Now, there's times where God will actually leave people to have a reprobate mind. Like, you don't have the desire. You want to just stay in sin. You just want to wild out. Like, you just, oh, I don't want to do this. Okay, God will, he'll let you do it. Good luck. Right? In Romans uh, chapter 1, verse 28. And we're going to read in the Berean uh, study Bible again. Furthermore, Paul was saying this to the Romans. Furthermore, they did not, or to the Roman church, or to, to the church in Rome. Um, furthermore, they, since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, he gave them up to a depraved mind to do what they ought not be done. To do what ought not to be done. Let's continue. Being filled, uh, they have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossips. Let's continue. Slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful. They invent new forms of evil, and they disobey their parents. They are senseless, faithless, heartless, and merciless, merciless. Although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things are worthy of death, they not only continue to do these things, but also approve of those who practice them. Therefore, you have no excuse. 
you who pass judgment on whatever grounds you dread are you're condemning yourself okay anyway we're not gonna touch that because he's saying like you know better you're choosing to do whatever how can you judge somebody when you're doing the same thing Whew. that's why you need to apply what you've learned and that's what i say in my song i was like i had to examine myself and i'm like god it's got to be me it's got to be me i had to examine myself like why am i attracting certain women that are a certain way towards me why am I attracting women that for the most part won't try to respect me in any not from not just from a sexual perspective but just in general you just won't respect me because you just don't want to but I'm expected to render that and I was like what am I doing and I had to examine myself in the past. I talked about this. So I'm not going to get into all that. But the other thing is applying what I've learned. So even if I do come across different people, different women, this is just, this is, I'm just saying in general, I need to apply what I learned. I shouldn't be, I'm using myself as an example because if I say you, you're going to be feeling some type of way. I shouldn't be indulging in like sexual activities if I'm not married, especially if I want to get married. I shouldn't do that. Why? Because that's a test. And then I got to repeat the same test, right? Now, what if you're dealing with somebody that's dealing with that same type of test, the same identical test that you're dealing with? How can y'all, y'all both being tested, right? Will you apply what you learned or will you instead just continue to do what you feel like doing what you want to do what you decided to do because it's all a choice at the end of the day it's all a choice and so and that's what i want to just convey to you guys is that apply what you've learned i i, I believe it with, with, with every fiber of my being the moment that you sincerely apply what you learn you're gonna see a difference I feel like I'm speaking a word, but it's, a, it's like a common sense word. It's kind of like more so like a word of knowledge, but we'll say it's a word of wisdom. The moment that you apply, which, and this is scriptural. The moment that you apply what you've learned is going to help you avoid those people that have been presented to you, you know, uh, presented to you to, to, to cause you to sin. It's going to make some people feel some type of way about you. Scripture talks about that. Because you're trying to please God. So why you why you gotta why you gotta be oh man this da 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 right? But even even if you're in a mist and you found yourself consistently or occasionally in sin, and then you say you know what I'm not doing that again, and that other person may want to keep doing that, it's gonna separate you from that person. Because you now, you're now choosing to apply what you learn. And the moment that you apply what you learn with that person, for the most, there's a strong likelihood that they're going to walk away and deal with somebody else and do what they feel comfortable doing because they don't want to feel like, they don't want to feel condemnation around you. Psych, not condemnation. They don't want to feel, um, not condemnation, help me, Holy Spirit. They don't want to feel conviction doing things with you now if they don't want to feel conviction with you just imagine them on their own saved or not if they're saved they don't want to feel no conviction they're like i don't want to feel like this i don't want to feel i just want to do it and i have to re 
then get married. That's the best thing I can say. But then even in that, you're dealing with, now you got to learn about different people and you got to study people. And it, I, and I've talked about this before and I may talk about this again. Um, I think I may, uh, I may, I may uh, have my apostle and um, Pastor Rashida on a podcast for that one. So I'm going to reach out to him and ask him about that because I'm like, Lord, <laughs> this is insane. It's too many of us single people. It's like, how how hard is it to just find the right person that you want to work with, that you want to be with, that you believe that God has presented to you, and just use common sense and get married and build? Like, it shouldn't be that complicated, right? So we're, I'm going to, uh, uh, yeah, I think my next episode, I'm going to uh, chop it up with uh, Apostle McIntyre and uh, Pastor Rashida and uh well, you know, I want to hear their hearts and their, uh, their thoughts on this. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much it, guys. Um, apply what you've learned. Otherwise, you're going to continuously repeat the same thing over and over and over again. It doesn't matter who you get with, who you talk to, who you entertain. Because if you don't apply what you learn, you're going to keep doing the same exact thing. Now, I'm talking like this because I'm talking to myself and I'm talking to other people as well. Apply what you've learned so don't, you don't have to go through the same repetitive thing. So you can go to the next stage. So you can go to the next grade. As a matter of fact, I'm going to end it like this. This is what I posted on my IG. I remember having students in a class of mine who were expecting to either graduate or pass a class, yet wouldn't apply the things that they've learned in order for their desire to come to fruition. Instead, they did what they wanted to do without even trying to study, let alone correct bad habits. We are that same way. The reason why things aren't going the way we expect them to is because we aren't applying what we've learned. That's if we learned anything from it. In some cases, we want to be present and in the moment without considering that in order to progress, you need to learn and apply. We keep going through the same exact thing because we're either barely applying it or not even remotely trying to apply what we've learned. But we're expecting to pass a thing or graduate to the next level. Here's the thing. When you graduate or pass, you still have to utilize those same things when you get to the next level. You don't learn how to read and write in kindergarten to never use what you've learned in the next grade. In fact, you build upon that in order to fortify and ingrain what you've learned. I will argue and say that you're building a foundation. So essentially, the main, the real question is, what foundation are you building? <laughs> All right. This is Gerard Kenneth. Thank you so much for checking out my podcast. It's supposed to be a different podcast. This is episode 24. Apply what you've learned. All right, peace and God bless. Peace. I'm simple poor, been giving my altar to get it, he was holding my heart, I know that I'm flawed, but I be doggone my father, did you see these scars? No, I'm a good one, look how you made me, so why in the world with a feeling, with a play with a made of your image, to play out Ephesians, 525, that's grace, multiply right, it's gotta be me, I'm not functioning, I'm bugging on a funk sway, I'm not in alignment, I'm not in your timing, but I'm still trying to run a race, you got a little head case when you hit, put me in my place cause I wanna stand, when your promises and your promise land, I see all the giants but I'm no ass, I'm your sheep, so need me, to your peace, I feel weak, I need sleep, so let me rest on your chest as the last piece.
pass over death and your luck. Covered by your blood, certainly that's for certain. Forgive me for the foolishness that feeling like I'm hurting. You got more patience than a hawk on the search. Search for life and what you told me to do. So now I'm working in my garden. See, you put me on snooze. Oh yeah, you got me on cruise. Sometimes I need another boost from real high, high death truth. Be told me more. Will you wake me up. I'll be ready to go. So Your mind is broken heart.